0: The Iron Bowl is upon us. We're going to talk about that and more on the this episode of Tide Talk Live. Welcome everybody into another edition of Tide Talk Live. Stacy Blackwood here. Joined as always by Jake Thomas. Jake, the Iron Bowl is here. I'm excited. I know you're excited. I cannot wait to talk about it. How you doing today, buddy?
1: I'm doing good, man. Just, uh, you know, full up on uh, turkey and dressing. Uh, and I still got three more this weekend to go through. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to be sick of it for another year. But anyway, other than that, I'm doing good, man. How about yourself?
0: I'm great. I'm great. I'm excited. Uh, uh, The wife and I and our best friends are going to be heading down to the Iron Bowl tomorrow. So we're excited about that. Uh, It's our first Iron Bowl. Uh, Our friends, it's their first ever college football game, period. So it should be a lot of fun. So we're excited about that. Cannot wait to be down there in Tuscaloosa. So if you see us down there, feel free to come and chit-chat with me. I would love to meet uh, each one of you. Uh, Jake, before we get started, everybody knows the drill. If you're not already, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and give this video a thumbs up. We appreciate everybody that is tuning in to Tide Talk Live, whether it's on YouTube or in the podcast form. We still have uh, hundreds of of listens uh, on every episode on the podcast form as well. So uh, we're really thankful for that as well. Uh, So, uh, Jake, uh, you know, there's so much going on right now uh, in the SEC, Uh, In in the state of Alabama, the Auburn coaching vacancy is is really taking over the headlines and, you know, the game is not being talked about as much as what, you know, maybe the players or the coaches that are actually on the team right now would like. But uh, before we really get dive into the X's and O's of the matchup tomorrow, what are your thoughts on the the open spot there uh, on the Plains?
1: Well, you know, beginning of the week, it was almost a foregone conclusion that Lane Kiffin was going to take that. And then, like, Tuesday, Wednesday, especially Wednesday, it just it was like back and forth. I mean, it was like straddling the fence, per se. One hour you have Lane's lead, and the next hour was like, well, he's going to stay, and Auburn will eventually change their focus over to Hugh Freeze. Now, in my personal opinion, Hugh Freeze will be a better fit than Lane Kiffin there, I agree. Uh, you know, I mean, he he's got two wins against against Nick Saban, and and the thing about uh, the difference between Hugh and Lane is Hugh is more committed to staying at a program, you know, than Lane is. Lane kind of likes to tend where the best jobs at right now, and I mean I don't balk him for that, but Lane or but uh, but Hugh, I mean, who whoever whoever heard of Liberty football until Hugh Freeze got there and made them relevant. And he's been there seven, eight years now, I believe. And, I mean, they've been in the top 25. I mean, I never would have spent Liberty in, in my lifetime being a top 25 football team, you know, and he's got them there. So, I think Hugh would be a better fit consistent-wise for them to, to go that route.
0: Well, and, and you wouldn't get quite all the outside noise that you would receive. As with Lane Kiffin as your head coach, I think as an Alabama fan, I would fear the hire of Hugh Freeze more than Absolutely. Lane Kiffin. That's yep. just my personal opinion. That's not a knock on Kiffin. I think Kiffin's a great coach. We've talked about that, uh, you know, a lot on this show before. But uh, I, I'm with you as an Alabama fan. I would rather them hire Kiffin than I would them hire okay. Hugh Freeze. And right. I, I'm with you, Jake. I don't know what they're gonna do. I have no idea what's going on. I, I've heard, I've heard that for sure. It's Lane. I've heard for sure it's not Lane. I don't know. I don't think anybody knows. Uh, I'm not even sure the board of trustees in Auburn know who the next head coach is going to be. And supposedly, there was going to be an announcement today. And I don't yeah. think that's going to happen now. Uh, it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. It could be after the Iron Bowl. Shoot, if it's Kiffin, he could make the announcement during the middle of the Iron Bowl tomorrow just to throw some shade at Nick Taven and Alabama.
1: Oh, yeah. That would, not,
0: that would not surprise me at all. But uh, th- this, this vacancy and this – uh, you know, this kind of back and forth between Kiffin has been, you know, really wild to follow this week. And, you know, I don't think it's over with. I think there's still a couple of days before something for sure or concrete is, you know, made. But we'll find out. It looks like Matt Rule's probably going to take that Nebraska job from, yeah. from everything that I've been seeing today. So uh, he's a name that's off the board. I don't think Auburn was really pursuing him. Uh, but uh, it's, it feels like they've kind of put all their eggs in the Lane Kiffin basket. Uh, so we'll just kind of see what happens there. They've kind of, uh, you know, ever since this is kind of, Auburn has fired Brian Harson, Kiffin is 0 3.
1: Mm, yeah. Yeah.
0: They, they lost, who'd they play before Alabama?
1: Uh, Was it A and I I can't. No. They lost yeah. to
0: Alabama. They mm-hmm. lost, who'd they lose to? LSU, LSU, lost- Arkansas. They lost to yeah you know, they lost to Alabama Arkansas and then Mississippi State last Mississippi night Mississippi State yeah just uh just crazy that I mean you know that they finished eight and four and you know look like we said Kiff a good coach but
1: do they do they want
0: eight and four is that what Auburn
1: wants um, I mean we have talked about it you know before on this show about how the this historic run for Alabama has put in a mindset that some teams are better than they historically are. And we talked about Auburn is historically a nine win team. Now we don't care. I mean, we're fine with them trying to get better. That's what I, that's what football teams are supposed to do. But historically they, they are not, they are about an eight to nine win team. And they once in a blue moon, once a decade, they have a great run where where they get in the national championship game. That's just historically who Auburn is. Right. You know, so I you know, I I don't know. I mean, if they want eight, nine wins, which they should because that's what they are, then they'll be fine with it. But if they want that next step, you gotta go out to Hugh, Hugh Freeze. That's just my personal opinion. I agree with you, Jake. I'm a
0: hundred percent on board with you. If I'm Auburn, I forget Lane Kiffin, and I go for Hugh Freeze. Yeah. Uh and and I think we it's for the same reason. I think we mm-hmm. both believe that that Lane Kiffin can get Auburn to nine wins a year mm-hmm. and, and do that pretty consistently. Q Freeze will get you the nine wins a year too. But then about every fourth or fifth year, you're gonna be, you know, probably playing Alabama in the Iron Bowl for a chance to go to to George to, to Atlanta for the SEC championship game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to, to make a bid for the college football playoffs So, exactly, uh, I, I just think Hugh Freeze gives them that extra gear that they would not mm-hmm. get from Lane
1: Kiffin. But that's just my personal yeah. opinion. And and one other thing I want to want to say is Auburn honestly has backed themselves into a corner because with Cadillac situation, the fans mm. are are one hundred percent behind Cadillac, and he has got the team. We talked about playing real hard right now. But it, it's pretty much a foregone conclusion. He's not going to be the head coach, even though the right. fans, a lot of fans, are wanting him. This new administration, new coaching staff comes in. They better hire him as either <laughs> offense coordinator or running backs coach, or you're going to have mutiny again in this situation. Yep. So, I mean, they pretty much painted themselves in the corner, and it's it's going to be real bad, you know, to you know, at the, and if it if they do not hire him. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's obvious that you have to keep Cadillac
0: on staff mm-hmm. Absolutely. in some capacity. Yeah, I, I'm with you. If they don't do that, they're just they're just dumb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but okay. but uh, but I think that's that's enough of, of coaching talk, Jake. Let's just get down to the game. Uh, you know, look, Alabama's the better team, right? Uh, you know, we we all know that. Even Auburn fans know that. Um, but you know, like you mentioned, Cadillac has this team playing with their hair on fire. They play mm-hmm. hard. They play with belief. And, and they, they really, you know, want to, you know, be great for Cadillac. I really believe that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Alabama is, you know, I, I don't want to say disappointed in where they're at because the truth is, Jake, there's still a slight possibility they could make the playoff. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's slim and not, and not you know, really probable, but it is possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but this team already has two losses, something that is not used to having uh, come Iron Bowl time. Uh, so the mindset of each team is going to be interesting to start the game. Yeah. I know we kind of talked about it earlier in this week when we when we recapped the Austin P game and just kind of gave a quick look ahead to this game Jake that the that the emotion going into this contest like that first quarter mm-hmm. it is going to be something to watch out for, for for both teams on how they come into the matchup and how they're prepared uh, to to deal with the emotions of the environment and the emotions of the magnitude of the situation, you know, this is likely Cadillac's last game as Auburn's interim head coach. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is, you know, you know, Bryce Young's last game in Bryant-Denny Stadium, possibly his last game overall for Alabama, depending on what he decides to do, you know, in the postseason. So there's a lot going into this game outside of what's going to happen in the game in between the lines. So just your thoughts, Jake, on, on just the emotional side of this contest and how you think that's going to play out, especially, you know, there in that first quarter of that, of that matchup.
1: Yeah, you're 100% right. That first quarter, you know, I think it's going to be a grudge match. I mean, it's going to be two two powerhouses, you know, going toe-to-toe. It's like Muhammad Ali versus, you know, whoever, you know, he he fought back in the day that was another powerhouse. Maybe Tyson and Frazier, maybe Tyson and uh, and Vander Holyfield top, top five. It's just going to be, you know – but i think this game is is going to be very important in the trenches who wins in the trenches and overall alabama's offensive line is is far better than than you know auburn's has been this year but defensive line i think this alabama's gonna have to to show up defensively on that defensive line and you know at least get some pressure on on ashford and if uh you know the they they run it up the middle. You need to get a stop, or at least hit them on the on the line to get get the linebackers there in position, to make a tackle on Jacquez Hunter or Tank Bigsby. So we just can't let Bigsby and and Hunter have a big big day on the ground. So I you know that's that that's one thing I, I'm uh, I'm watching for is how we do in the trenches in this game.
0: Yeah, I mean obviously. So that's that's really a big part of the game for, for both teams. You mentioned Auburn's offensive line; they're they're not that great. They've had a lot of injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't really push anybody around. So it's it's really important for Alabama's defensive front to 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 slow down really the the one dimensional offense that Auburn is. Jake, let's just call a spade a spade. You know, Robbie Ashford; he's he's improved. But uh, he, he's not a playmaker in the passing game. He doesn't really have any playmakers to throw it to in the passing game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're really relying on his legs, on Tank Bigsby, and then Jacquez Hunter, Jake, uh, to, to make yardage on the ground. And and I just don't see how they can do that enough for four quarters to match what Alabama and Bryce Young is going to do on the opposite side, Jake. I, I think that that Bryce Young in this offense, uh, now that Jameer Gibbs is probably going to be back, Cameron Latou is probably going to be back. I'm anxious to see – how they utilize Jace McClellan with Gibbs back, Jay, because I think you still have to feed McClellan. Mm
1: -hmm. McClellan
0: is without a doubt Alabama's best in between the tackles runner. So I think it's – and Auburn's defensive front is vulnerable against the run up the middle. So I think it would be important for Alabama to establish that physical rushing attack with Jace McClellan and then use Gibbs to make plays after that, you know, in space, create mismatches. Uh, wear that defense down, then you hit him with Gibbs who, you know, with, with a burst of lightning and he's going right. for 80 yards. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how Bill O'Brien uses McClellan and Gibbs this week, because I think they both could be in for huge days in different ways against, like I said, this Auburn defensive front, that's really vulnerable against the run.
1: Absolutely. Uh I, I agree with you hundred percent. Justin McClellan has come on fire the last couple of games here. Uh, he had a really great, great show last week. Uh, uh, I think 155 yards rushing is, is what he had. So, you know, you've got to feed him a little bit, but you also got to give gives, uh, his opportunity as well. Because, I mean, f- talent-wise, he's probably the best running back, you know, in there, but McClellan's right there with him. Uh, I would like to see, I know it's kind of late in the season to, to try to change formations, but having both of them on the field beside Bryce Young in this game. I mean, it it's the Iron Bowl, and it's pretty much, we're, we're not playing next week. And bef- and then we got a couple weeks to the bowl bowl games, and I mean, just throw it all out there, Bill. O'Brien. I agree with you. I yep. agree with. You. I think this is the right. week and the game
0: that you kind of let it all hang out. If, right. if you're Bill O'Brien, don't mm-hmm. hold anything back. You have nothing to lose. And, and by the way, Jake, I'm not sure that Bill O'Brien will coach the bowl game for Alabama.
1: Right. Yeah. I, there's he's, a lot.
0: There's a lot of talk mm-hmm. that he's probably going to take that Georgia Tech job. Yeah. And and I think that could happen as soon as Sunday or Monday.
1: Yeah. So you know just. You know, if he wants to to show the Georgia Tech that hey, you know, this is what this is what I want to do, you know, for you guys here 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 you go, this is an opportunity and, to do it. And look, we've
0: talked about Bill O'Brien. Uh, neither one of us are happy with the job that Bill O'Brien has done, but the dude can coach ball, Jake. He's just he's exactly. much like Doug wasn't a good fit last year as the offensive line coach. Bill mm-hmm. O'Brien is just not a good fit for Alabama,
1: mm-hmm. and right.
0: and that's okay. The two things can be true at the same time. You know, Bill O'Brien knows football, but he just doesn't fit well at Alabama. Right. And, you know, exactly. it's just it, it was just a, it was a miss on Saban's part uh, hiring him. Uh, but you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a bad hire at the time. You know, when right. you bring in Bill O'Brien, you're thinking, man, that's a great hire. I mean, he coached the NFL. I mean, right. I mean, yeah. he, he coached Tom Brady. He's coached right. Deshaun Watson. He's coached some of the best quarterbacks to ever play at the next level. And and for whatever reason, it just didn't work at Alabama. Not that it didn't work. It didn't work to the standard that it should have worked. Right. It wasn't mm-hmm. a complete failure. I mean, album is still averaging 40 points a game for crying out loud, like, si- <laughs> like six in the country in scoring, but it's not what it should be. Right. It could yeah. be better. And that that's yeah. the point that, that album fans have. And, and that I think that most people watching album understand that it's just not as good as it could be considering the talent on the field.
1: Yeah, I I've heard this my entire life, but and actually one of my old bosses, one that, that told told me this, but it feels like Alabama's offense this year has been consistently inconsistent. Yep. And that's, you know, I mean, 40 points, a lot of teams would be like, My God, I wish we had Josh problem. We could score 40 points a game. But you know, like like the Austin P game last week, we talked about it. You know, it was 17 nothing at halftime. I mean, it should have been seventeen nothing after the first quarter, after the right. first three drives or you know, right. something like that. So it's just you know. So it's it's Jake the the untimely
0: turnovers, and right. you can't you can't just that's that's on the players, of course, but mm-hmm. it's also on the coaches putting them – not putting him in the situation. Right. Uh, it's it's untimely penalties. It's Bryce Young injury. All that mm-hmm. has played a, a factor in into the performance that the offense has had this season, and and I, I think it's unfair to just pinpoint it on Bill O'Brien. But he is the
1: coordinator, and
0: that's, you know, that's where the
1: responsibility lies. Right, exactly. So, you know, he I, he's going to be great somewhere else. I mean, he has. I do. I think re- he'll be yeah. a good coach. I think he'll I be a good too. coach
0: at Georgia Tech.
1: I do, too. I mean, he, he did it at Penn State, you know. Yeah. So, uh, he's he's going to have a rebuilding uh, here in Georgia Tech, and uh, I think he's going to do real well there. And whoever the, the next guy is that comes in at said Alabama, uh, he's going to have a challenge on his hands. I don't want to look forward to the future, but I mean, he's got, you know, he's got, he's got to groom a, a new, a new quarterback for this, for this program. So well, that, that's for another talk, but the next guy is going to have his hands full as well. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of got off track there. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but getting back
0: to the game, Jake, we were talking mm-hmm. about how it was important for Alabama and Bill O'Brien to just kind of, to kind of let it all hang out this week or tomorrow in, in the iron bowl, Jake. And, and I think we'll see a little more, Flair, I would like to see a little more tempo. I feel like everyone plays better in the tempo. Bryce Young is obviously better in the tempo. There's too many plays where we let the play clock run down under five seconds, and it just kind of seems like it stagnates the offense. And I just think that that the team plays better when they're they're a little bit faster paced, and I look for that to go on, and I look for a heavy dose of the running game and, and some maybe deep shots in the passing game uh you know against an Auburn defense that is that
1: is just not very good if we're being honest. Right. And I have I've heard you say this before too Stacy that you know sometimes teams get ahead of themselves when they're play when they're doing play calling. And you know I've seen it a lot this year. A lot of teams play a lot better in a two minute offense than they do their their other 60 you know 45 minutes of the game or whatever. I mean I just don't know what it is. But you know I this that up tempo you you go up tempo, and you don't make you. You have the alignment and and the personnel you need on the field. That way, the defense can't make adjustments. If they do, you could probably get a twelfth man penalty on them because they got too many people on the field. And and you just go with what you got and make that work. And I, I've seen it a lot this year. I mean, even in the Egg Bowl last night. They, I think, the last drive Ole Miss had when they had to go down. I think. They had, like, two minutes left to go in the game, and they had to get a touchdown, like, 95 yards. They ran two-minute offense. They got down there, and they scored. I just don't understand why more teams don't do the up-tempo stuff because it can cause a lot of mismatches. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. All right, Jake, before we we give our score predictions, I, I want
0: – and I'll give my three after you give your three, Jake. I want three things that you believe need to happen uh, for Alabama to, to win this game
1: tomorrow. Well, it looks like it's going to be, going to be nasty, you know, there's going to be, going to be some rain. So we need some turnovers defensively and, you know, I expect that ball is going to be wet. So, you know, I, I expect DeMarco Helens to be a heat sick missile. And, and if he, he pops somebody like we know he can, that ball is going to be on the ground. So we need to call some turnovers and uh, we just need to play, play Alabama football, you know, just play within ourselves and and just just go out there and have fun. I mean, like you said, this is probably Will Anderson and Bryce John's last opportunity to play it, or will be the last opportunity to play at Bryant Denny. Jordan Battle, same way. Um, who else? Um, you know, there's a couple Ellum, of Ellum, Ellum. yeah, probably Henry Toe Jalen Moody. Right. So just go out there and have fun, play your game. And you know, and you've been in that program long enough. This is a very important rivalry game. And it's one that Alabama hates to lose in. So go out there, have fun, but but play Alabama football like you should have been all season, and just just make a statement, you know. And and, and the the underclassmen who's coming back next year make that statement that say, hey, you saw what happened in 2019 in the Citrus Bowl. This is what we're going to do in the year after. We dominated college football and we won a national championship. That's what we're going to do next year to college football. Just wait. That's what I want to see. I want to see that grit and I want to see that hustle that Alabama's used, you, you know, we hadn't seen yet from Alabama this year. Yeah, all, all great points. I think mm-hmm. I think Alabama needs to play a clean
0: game. And, and what I mean by a clean game, no penalties, no turnovers, and and no, no boneheaded plays. Mm-hmm. Like don't get a pass interference call when it's third and 15. right yeah (laughs) don't do that don't do that jake if alabama just plays a clean game they'll cover that 22 point spread
1: because that's how
0: much better they are than auburn Mm -hmm. but we haven't really seen that at least consistently from alabama this season so they they need to play consistently clean throughout the entire contest Uh, i think we need to establish a physical identity in this game both mm-hmm. offensively and defensively. And I think we need to get Bryce Young to hit some deep shots when they're there. Now, if the rain is just, you know, pouring I'm down, terrible. obviously that, that changes things a little bit on, from that front. But but it looks like it's going to be kind of hit or miss and mm-hmm. the, the timing of the rain could be more towards the end of the contest. So um, it just kind of depends on, on the weather on that part of it. But, but I would like to see – the defense just come out and and make a statement, Jake. This defense is capable of shutting this Auburn team out. Oh, absolutely. This defense is capable of putting a goose egg on the board. Mm
1: -hmm. And and so
0: I I think – I'm not expecting them to do that, but, Jake, they need to come out and make a statement. Will Anderson, Henry Toe, Brian Branch, DeMarco Hellings, Jordan Battle, Byron Young, those dudes need to come out and show that they are – and just play to that Bama standard on defense.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah, that,
0: that, that's what I want to see from those guys. I know they can do it. Jake, they they can do it. There's no doubt about it in my mind. Yeah, it's been absolutely. a frustrating season because of the inconsistencies from this team. But but tomorrow, you can make a lot of people happy mm-hmm. if you come out there and just slobber knock Auburn.
1: Yeah. And, and, and what a better way to – to take out your anger and frustration than on your rival. Exactly. In a, a big rival game. So, exactly. And these guys can do it, like you said. And I, I'm looking forward to the matchup. Uh, uh, hopefully, the, the weather holds off late in that contest. And uh, hopefully, by then, when it comes in, Alabama has it in hand easily. So it won't make much of a difference. So, yeah. All right, Jake. Before we head
0: out, we got to drop our score predictions. Uh, Jake. I, have, I don't know about you. I have struggled with a score prediction all week. I've changed mine about 57,000
1: times in my head. Yeah. Uh, but but real quick, what's your score prediction for tomorrow? If it rains pretty much the entire game, I think it's gonna be a lower scoring game, you know, it's gonna be a lot of clock run. Uh, but if the rain kind of in between and doesn't pick up till late in the game, Alabama has a chance to to Use that weaponry uh, on on the offense side, you know, and uh, have a uh, broad and throw it around. All that. If it's raining, he might not be able to throw it as much. But uh I, I'm going to say like 35 to 35, 14, 35, 17. Top top game.
0: Okay, we're we're pretty much in the same neighborhood, Jake. I'm with you. It's the weather is kind of throwing a kink in this as well. Not all. Are the teams a kink in it, but the, the mm-hmm. weather is also kind of messing things up for me. I'm going to go 37 to 13, Alabama. I yeah. think that for the first quarter and a half, I think maybe even, you know, with about six minutes left to go in that second quarter, you look up and Alabama's up like 10 to seven,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you're like, man, it's, it's, and then Alabama scores. You know, right before half, and then just really takes over the game for the for the rest of the contest. And and I think Albama gets that win thirty seven to thirteen. Uh I struggled earlier in the week to think that they would cover that spread, but the closer the game gets, I feel like they do cover. And I feel like uh, you know, Alabama has a big day and and, and album finishes the season strong to once again win 10 games in the regular season, Jake. Just uh that'd be that'd be I think twelve straight seasons of of winning ten regular season games. Uh just a
1: phenomenal yeah. feat. <laughs> Absolutely, and, and you know it's it's incredible. We're we're complaining about how this season's gone, but uh, again, a lot of teams would rather, would love to have a ten win season. You know, so it's 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 crazy, no doubt. But uh,
0: but yeah, all right, Jake. I cannot wait. I, I'll uh I'll uh, be sending some pictures tomorrow from from down there in Tuscaloosa. Absolutely, uh, looking forward to to my first Iron Bowl. Game in the stands, so I'm excited about that. But uh, that's going to wrap this episode up, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you for just enjoying our show, whether it's on YouTube or on podcast form. Uh, we really appreciate everybody that 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 tunes into our show and all the positive comments that we receive there. Uh, uh on youtube or, or in you. the podcast reviews or just wherever it might be thank you guys so much you make this possible you make it to where we want to do this and continue to do this so thank you so much for that if you're not already hit that subscribe button hit that notification bell give this video a thumbs up and jump in the comment section and drop your score predictions but for stacy blackwood and jake thomas this has been tide talk live and until next time roll tide roll tide